You're all crazy in this place. How many know we're living in the middle of a move of God? God's doing something in this house. And I love the fact that we serve a God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances. Come on, how many are glad that they got a new beginning in God? Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new in Jesus' name. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation, new creation. As you do, you may take your seat, grab a seat wherever you are. Going to preach for a few moments tonight. If you've got your Bible, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's check that on the screen. We're in the middle of a series, if you're new, called Spirit-Led. We want to be Spirit-Led people. Spirit-Led people. Ephesians chapter 1, if we could put that up on the screen, that would be great. Ephesians chapter 1. Here we go, here we go. I don't have it on my, my, here we go. Okay, therefore, I also after, oh, just disappeared. There we go. There also, this is Paul. Therefore, I also after heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and above, uh, where did above come from? Faith in the Lord Jesus and of your love for all the saints. Goes on, did not cease to give uh, give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all glory, may give you, listen to this, the spirit of wisdom. Somebody say the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of Him. I said this morning, how do we receive anything from God? We receive it in our spirit, not in our head. You know, we receive it in our spirit. We're spirit beings. As Robert Morris said, we're, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're, we're spirit beings having a human experience. And uh, we're made body, soul, and spirit. But our, the spirit part of us is the eternal part of us. And it goes on. That God may give it. Oh, go back. back. That give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. Next verse. Verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. Somebody say that you may know. know. What is the hope of his calling? Uh, So how do we know the hope of his calling? Uh, By a spirit of wisdom and understanding. The hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And it goes on. And that what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us? who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Somebody say, mighty power. (laughs) According to the working of his mighty power, it's in us. And it's the Spirit of God that gives us understanding. It's the Spirit of God that gives us revelation to know these things. You know, just in the natural, how many know you can miss a whole lot? Yeah, you can be walking around in life and actually not notice some things. Yeah. Uh, how many on your petrol gauge have you ever missed or ever seen the little arrow beside the, the petrol tank? How many have ever noticed that before? Up till this year, I hadn't noticed that. I've been driving for a whole, well, for many years, and I've never noticed the little arrow beside the petrol. If, if we put it up on screen right now, this is what I'm talking about, that, that little arrow there. Just that little triangle. How many, again, how many have seen that before? Uh, how many have never seen that before? Okay, how many don't uh, know what it means? Anybody know what it means? Uh, how many don't know what it means? 
Uh, lift up your hand. You can be honest in church. Some of you are lying right now. Some of you didn't even lift your hand. It's, it's, what that means, I've found out, is that, that that arrow is pointing to which side the petrol tank is on. So, so when you pull up to the service station, yeah, some of you go, wow. Some of you lifted your hand and, and said, I know what that is. And, and you're still going, well, because you're lying. Before, uh, it means what side, it, you know, you fill up your car so you don't need to get out. You don't need to wind down the window. You don't look, need, you just need to look at that, that little arrow and you know exactly what side the petrol tank is on. How, how many have found that helpful? Yeah, you didn't know that before. The, the other thing, you know, I, I just saw online things you may never know. Uh, how many like some Tic Tacs out there? Anybody like Tic Tacs? You know, how many find it a struggle just getting out one Tic Tac? Yeah, one Tic Tac, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes you pour out a whole lot, and, and if you've got five in your hand, how many know you've you got to stick five in your mouth? Uh, you can't just, uh, if they're in your hand, you don't put them back in. That's not good. That's not good. But, but there's a mechanism in a Tic Tac little case where, where you can just put out one. Here's, here's a picture of it. I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. How many have noticed that before? How many have never, ever seen that in their life? Come on, you can be honest. Some of you right now are having a revelatory moment. Your eyes are being open. Your life can change. I've been eating Tic Tacs all my life, and I've never seen that before. Yeah, here, here, here's what God, Paul's saying in this verse. Uh, we need the spirit of revelation and understanding to, to know the hope of his calling, right, come on. To, to know the inheritance that we have among the saints and his mighty power. You know, without a spirit of wisdom and revelation, we're blind. We can't see. We're, we're, we'll be walking along life and, and, and we'll be doing stuff knowing, not knowing that there's a better way of doing it. We'll be pulling up to the service station and getting the wrong side. You know, we'll be pouring out Tic Tacs and, and there'll be a whole heap in our hand because we just don't know. And, and some of us have settled for a life that's less than what God's intended simply because we're not walking in the spirits. You know, I, I love uh, one of my favorite passages is in Psalm 34 where it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in him. How, how many know you need to taste God to see whether he's good or not? You, know, you need to try it out. I don't know what you've tasted. I don't know what you've seen. But if it's not good, it's not God. That's, that's religion. But, but if you've tasted God, you will see that God is good. God, God is good. You know, today you put many different food combinations together. You know, some people eat some weird stuff today, like ice cream and, and fries. You know, some people put their fries in their sundae. Any, any fans of that? Th those things, in a lot of ways, should not go together. But somebody had the audacity to actually put their fries in their sundae and, and taste it and, and see that as good. You know, for some, you know, it's like, like bananas and bacon. Yeah. You know, bananas and bacon, how do they go together? Whoever thought of putting bananas and bacon in maple syrup? 
uh, with a little bit of ice cream in the mix of it. Who, who thought about putting that together? Now, now, some of you have never tasted it. You're mocking it right now. But if you just taste, you would see that it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. You know, some people, you know, today, uh, they, they look at God and, you know, they, they, they try and, you know, find out some stuff about Him, but they've never tasted God. You know, you can know about God, but still not know God. You know, I know about Donald Trump. He's all over the media. You know, I know about what the media is telling me. I know about a whole lot of information, facts. And, you know, I know about every little movement he makes, whether he holds his wife's hand or whether he doesn't hold her hand. And, you know, how they're about to go through a marriage breakup. But, you know, just, you know, I think, man, if, if the cameras were on me, you know, 24-7, and read into any little innuendo, how I many know I'd be in a whole lot of trouble? You know, but, but we know a lot. We know about his movements. We know, know what's going on. But just because I know about him doesn't mean I know him. Yeah, By the way, I'm not endorsing him. Uh, but but, but yeah, you can know about people. You can research them there. You can look at Wikipedia. Many people know, know about God. Know about God, but they don't know him. They don't know him. See, it's only by faith we can know God. It's only by faith we, we put ourselves in a, 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 in a place where we taste. And if we taste, we'd see th that the Lord is good. See, see, when it comes to understanding in a biblical context, as I said this morning, understanding is related to experience. Uh, when it comes to the whole thing of knowing, it, it means to learn through your five senses. See, many of us today, we, we think learning is, is gaining intellectual understanding. But understanding in the Bible is, a, is about learning from your experience. It's about experience God. See, see, biblical understanding is more than mental assent. And, and God would have it that way because if... If you, you, you had to have an intellect to understand God, how I many know that would cut out a whole lot of people? It would discriminate. It would be like, oh, well, you have to uh, pass this exam and you have to go through this test, you know, and if you pass this test, you can know God. You know, it's like you'd have to have a good education. But, but, uh, but Jesus said himself, you know, you just need to be like a little child, and if you're like a little child, you can receive the kingdom. In fact, in some ways, children understand the nature of the spiritual world better than adults. But because children operate from that, 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 child, that childlike innocence and faith, and they, they receive the things of God more readily because they're not trying to over-intellectualize things. See, again, I'll say, anything you receive from God, you receive in your spirits. It comes into your spirit. And the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirits. They, they are spiritually discerned. And that's why as believers, it's so important that we walk in the spirits. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to walk in the spirit. You need to walk in the spirit. Now, I just quickly want to share a verse from Matthew 13. Matthew 13, it's from the, the, the parable of the, the sower. And uh, I just want to take one verse out from there. Matthew 13, verse 19, it says, When 
anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Okay, when anyone what hears the word of God, yeah, go back, go back, and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and what snatches away what was sown in his heart. See, any word we receive from God should lead us into a new experience of him. Yeah, it, it should always lead us into a new experience. See, in the, in the kingdom, understanding follows experience. Not the other way around. It's not I understand and then I have an experience. No, I experience something and then I understand. That, that's why in Hebrews 11 verse 3, it says, by faith we understand. Come on, let, let's all say that out loud. By faith we understand. How do we understand? We understand by faith. We understand by faith that the worlds were formed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. So, so the invisible world determines the visible world. It's what happens in the spirits. Determines what goes on around us. And, and we, don't, we don't understand and then have faith. We have faith and then we understand. You know, one person said like this, he said, learning is cognitive, but knowing is spiritual. How, how many know there's some stuff that you know that you can't explain? Yeah. But you know, you know it in here. There, there's some feelings you get, and you don't know how you got them, but you get these feelings, you know, about something, a person, a situation, and, and it comes in here, and you know it, but you don't know how you got it, and you can't explain it. How many know what I'm talking about there? It's just like, you know that you know that you know. And, and that's spirit. You know, it's like, you know, I know that God loves me. There's times I don't feel his love. There's times that when circumstances, you know, go crazy and I think, oh, where are you, God? But, but my spirit would, uh, keeps me grounded and say, no, I know that God loves me. And in the situation... I can trust him. Uh, and, and it's so important that you and I are living from our spirit. You know, now, here's how this, this verse in Matthew 13 works. Here, here's how it works. Right, right now, I could speak on prayer and fasting. I could give you a, a testimony as to how it works in my life. I could give you a, even a biblical example. You know, Jesus was brought a, a, a boy filled, filled with demons disciples couldn't cast out the demons and, and Jesus said well this kind only comes out with prayer and fasting you know and then and there he cast the demons out of the boy and the boy was set free good example right there isn't it interesting Jesus said you know this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting uh, but he didn't fast before he prayed didn't have time to you know, he said it, and then he cast a demon out. You know, but what he was saying is, hey, this kind comes back from when you've got a reservoir of prayer and, and, and fasting to draw from because that releases the power of God into a situation. Come on, how many want to experience supernatural breakthrough? I, I want to declare that supernatural breakthrough, some breakthroughs come when you're prepared to fast and pray. Yeah, many want a, a breakthrough, but they don't want to fast and pray because that's going to cost them something. But, you know, God says, well, I want to see how much you want this. 
Are you prepared to lay some things aside? So I could talk about it. I could give a biblical example. And you could be moved right now to fast and pray. Uh, But here's the deal. If you don't do anything with that word in the next few weeks, that word then is open to being snatched by the devil from your life. And, and, and that seed is snatched from you, and the seed that has the power to transform you. See, see, if you don't come to a place of understanding and experience after hearing the word and being moved by the word, the enemy comes in and steals from you. Could it be we've had a lot of stuff stolen from us? Because we've, we've heard the word of God, we thought, man, I need to do something about it, but we've never got around to it. And because we've never got around to it, it's like the enemy's come in, boom, taking it from us, and we're just living the same old lives we've always lived. Uh, understanding has got to follow. And the experience has is, is, is got, to, got to follow. See, revelation only takes you halfway there. It's an experience that takes you all the way. And see, see, if you stay with revelation and don't move to experience, you're in danger of living in a place of deception. That's why James said in James 1 verse 22, he said, be doers. Somebody say, be doers. Well, what are we gonna be? We're gonna be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. So, so, so if we hear and we don't do, we're in danger of being in a place of deception. I love the fact as Equippers Church, we're gonna keep on reaching out. We're gonna be doers of the Word of God. Come on, are, are there any crazy people in this place who are prepared to take God at His Word? Not, not just hear the Word. Some of us get, get bored when, when, when we're listening to a message because the fact of the matter of is we have no intention of doing anything about it. And we wonder why our religious, our walk with God is dry. It's simply because we've become religious. We have a form of godliness, as 2 Timothy talks about, but we deny the power thereof. You know, any word we receive from God, it should change and transform something within us. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a Christian who has all the gear but no gain. Yeah, you know, all the gear, but no gain. You know, there's many Christians here you know, look like Christians, talk like Christians, but when it comes to actually seeing the Word of God activated in their life, they get, oh, you're asking too much. Well, do you trust Jesus or don't you? See, see we need to move from belief to experience. Uh, let's not lock our, our Christianity up in an ideology or a philosophy. Uh, if this is real, let, let, let's work this stuff out. Let's take it from a belief to experience. Here's, here's three things we need to do if we're going to take it from a belief, just a, a belief to an experience. Okay, it starts with believing, but it's got to lead to an experience. Okay, now, number one, we need to, number one, let go of any past experience. Let go. I, I like Paul. In his latter years, he had achieved so much. Listen to what he says in Philippians chapter 3. He says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. So, you know, for anybody who's a Christian here who's been walking with God for some time, you haven't apprehended. 
You, you don't know everything. In fact, if you say you know everything, you're blind. We talked about that this morning. He says, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things ahead, I press. Somebody say, I press. Come on, all together, I press. I press what? Towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, here's the deal. If we're to experience God at a new level, we've got to let go of past experience. Uh, we've got to let go of some baggage. Some of us, when we go on trips, we're taking too much. How many have ever gone on holiday and, and you've taken too much? You're taking stuff that you never wore. You took stuff that you, know, you never used. Come on. Anybody been guilty of that? You know, we often pack our bags too tightly and we're, we're carrying stuff that we don't need. Uh, we're, we're carrying it. Isn't it interesting these days because we like to pack a whole lot of stuff that we've given our baggage wheels uh, so we can take it everywhere and anywhere. You know, and even suitcases have gone from the two-wheel kind to now the four-wheel kind. It's like, you know, if two wheels aren't enough, I can give you four wheels so it's easy to carry your baggage. You know, we live in a day right now, in a world right now, where it's too easy to carry baggage. You know, it's too easy to be the victim. It's too easy to justify staying where you are. Some of us right now, we need to let go of some baggage. Because our baggage is stopping us encounter God on a new level. Come on, that situation that happened years ago. Those things, well, you know, it didn't work back then, you know, I don't know about this stuff. Again, how do you receive anything from God in your spirit? And it's by faith you understand. You can wait for God to come to you, but you're going to be waiting forever. God's looking for a person of faith who's prepared to stand out on His Word. And if you step out on His Word, you'll know, you'll see the goodness of God. Come on, is there any believers in this place who are prepared to act on the Word of God? Come on, if you are, let's give God not a half-hearted clap. Let's give Him a full-on clap of praise. Now, here's the deal. Just because I prayed for somebody and they needed to be healed and they didn't get healed doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to stop. Doesn't mean I'm going to give up. No, I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to keep on praying. Just because my family isn't saved yet, even though I've shared with them, doesn't mean I'm going to stop sharing. Come on, you're going to let go of every past experience. Because God, God wants to lead you into a new experience of Him in Jesus' name. Come on, it's time to get rid of your bags. Some of you got them on wheels. Some of you got other people carrying your bags. And they're being weighed down. You're not just destroying your life, you're destroying their life as well. You're loading your garbage, your disappointment, your negativity on them. Come on, we need a people of faith who are going to champion one another in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If we want to move from belief to experience, number two, we need to put the word to work. Put the word to work. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are which testify of me. 
So, so watch Jesus saying here. He's saying, yeah, I'll, you don't just search the scriptures for principles, even though there's principles contained in them. You, you, you need to see that the scriptures testify of me. I am the word. That's what John 1 said when, when Jesus came to this earth. He was the word and the word was made flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And, and so we're gonna find Jesus in the, in, in the scriptures. See, any revelation is always meant to bring us into an encounter with God. Any revelation is not just so that we can live better lives. It's meant to lead us into an encounter where we know and we understand Him more. How many know you can receive a miracle, get your miracle, and then forget about God? You know, you can receive a breakthrough, got my breakthrough, yay. You know, and then just forget about God. But, but any revelation is meant to draw us closer into who God is. And we need to put the word to work. You know, revelation is never given to increase our head knowledge. It's given to renew our mind and transform us. And that's why repentance, some people say repentance, well, is when you go one way and you make a 180 turn. Yeah, that that's somewhat describes repentance. But, but if you turn, if you're going this way, you're going towards, you know, the things of this world and you make a 180 turn, but you still desire the things of the world. How I many know it's just a matter of time before you go, oh, I'm going back this way. See, see, repentance means to change your mind, change your thinking. And, 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 and what God does when you're close to, and you repent is like he changes your view on the things that you used to pursue. He, he changes the way you look at them so you don't even, you don't, you don't even desire them anymore. Yeah, yeah, you say, man, I, I want what God has for my life. I'm gonna pursue those things. Those other things, they're worthless. Uh, over here, that's what's meaningful. And repentance is not just a, a 180 turn, because so many people, they turn 180, but they're still going like this. Repentance changes how you view things. Last one, last one. If you wanna move from belief to experience, if we could have the musicians up, you've gotta stop avoiding impossible situations. You've gotta give God an opportunity. Yeah, you've got to give them something to work with. You know, some of you know, oh, I want to see it. Well, where have you created room in your life for God to move? Jesus, one of his big concerns when he returns, in Luke 18, 8, he says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Will he really find faith? Now, right now, how's your faith been outworked? How are you engaging with impossible situations? We're not called to do hard. You can do hard in your own strength. As believers, we're not called to do hard. I don't wanna just do hard. Too many people are doing life hard. Everything's hard. We're not called to do hard. We're called to do the impossible. And we're called to put ourselves in impossible situations, in environments where it's not humanly possible but by God's power that's at work within us. What is impossible becomes possible in Jesus' name. See, see, what I found is faith expands as a result of experience. 
You have a little bit of faith. You reach out, you step out, you have an experience of His faithfulness. That means next time you go, hey, I can apply a, a little bit more faith. You apply a little bit more faith, you have a bigger experience. And your faith grows according to your experience. Some of us, we haven't had a new experience for some time. And our faith hasn't grown. And I believe God's saying, come on, I want you to challenge yourself to believe in me, to trust me. Because if your faith would grow, your experience would grow, which would mean you'd have bigger faith in Jesus' name. Come on, let's not just have a belief about God. Let's have an experience of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't know what you've tasted. I don't know what you've seen. But if it's not good, it's not God. Come on, God wants to open your eyes to a new reality. What are you going to do this week that's life-changing? I like that testimony right there. What are you going to do this week that's life-defining? Are you just going to go through the run of the mill? Or are you going to make a difference? Are you going to change the, the environment around you. Come on, we're called to be men and women of faith. Let God open the eyes of your understanding that you're called to greater things, bigger things. Come on, let's stretch out. Let's believe for more as a church. Let's go after it in Jesus' name. Come on, as a church, we're not comfortable just staying with where we're at. Come on, I love the fact that we've got 22 people declaring their faith publicly in Jesus tonight. But could it be a day that we see a hundred people on the stage? Come on, there's a whole lot more people to reach, to reach out to. Could we see buildings like this overflowing week in, week out? Because we're stretching out of faith and we're seeing lives changed in Jesus' name. Come on, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to lift up your hands and we're gonna worship Jesus in this place. I want you to open your spirit, activate your spirit. Come on, spirit man, spirit woman, rise up right now. Come on, rise up. Don't be governed by your feelings. Don't be governed by your situations. Don't be governed by who's around you. Come on, spirit. Let the, your spirit person wake up. Let there be a rising up in Jesus' name.